people are going online for that same thing you're talking about. But how is it different if you if, if you get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, I think people plus the internet is great. <laughs> I, well I think that, well, <laughs> that, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> Welcome back. What's up, everybody? <laughs> How are we doing? We got a big one, and it's going to be a long one, so we're going to get right into it. But, you know, any updates before we even get in? Because we have a great life coach specialist. Mm -hmm. uh, he's big on TikTok, big on the Internet. Yep. Matthew found him. He's, he's yep. moved Matthew, so I knew we wanted to talk to him. So we have him here for you, so we're going to get to that right away. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, what's but, going on? Uh, nothing much. Uh, my love life is very Ooh. weird. What is that? You doing that face again? <laughs> I might have some updates for y'all next week. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Nice. Maybe but we'll get maybe one day that, that person will be sitting right sitting here. Right there. Next exactly. to Matt, and I'm gonna be over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> All we'll right, well, enjoy this interview with Josh Terry, the legend. Everyone, please be sure to check out his website at practiceofpurpose.com. We're gonna be talking about all that. In it as well. So, yeah, enjoy this, everyone. I know we don't say this enough, too, but make sure you check out Matthew on his social media at Matthew Espinosa. I'm at Eric Griffin. Uh, mm -hmm. Sign up for Jen to Jen. Follow us on all social media platforms. And let's get going. This is uh, the very uh, smart and fascinating Josh Terry. What's up, Josh? Sorry about all the whole, you know, getting all this figured out. This is our first time having a guest on Zoom on this set, so we kind of were figuring out all the kinks and all that. So No worries. You're good. Yeah, th thanks for inviting me. This is cool. Of course, man. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of your content for a long time, and I swear, it's really weird, man. There's moments where I'll be going through problems in life, and then there's a specific video of yours that'll pop up on my feed of you like giving advice on that specific topic, and I'm like, wow. The universe is great. Either that or the algorithm, one or the other. Yeah, or they're listening to everything we say, and they're like, you know what? You're <laughs> you had a question about your purpose, and Josh just made a video last week on purpose. So here, Matthew, here's your video on purpose. <laughs> well, I it's, almost it's, feel like they listen. I feel like if the phone listens, like you, might, if you mention Madonna, just you're talking about Madonna, then you get in your car, and Apple Music is like. That first song. Yeah, is you like, want you want Madonna. Madonna. You're like, wait a minute, were you listening to me? But before we continue, because I love this conversation we're yeah. having already, uh, we're welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome to the podcast. To everyone who might know or not know, this is Josh Terry, He's writer, teacher, life coach, and actor who has gained over 1.3 million followers on TikTok by sharing videos in which he reads, you know, about advice, talks to about existential things, and offers motivation to his audience. His Josh Terry plays account on TikTok has already amassed over 20 million likes. Woo! Be sure to check out his community at the, like right now. Like right now while we're here, check it out. I'm going to put it in the description, practiceofpurpose.com. He's building a community of a bunch of like-minded individuals where, you know, they're learning about themselves and talks about a lot of important things that people need to be hearing about. So, everyone, big round of applause for Josh Terry. Welcome on the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, that last thing I gotta, I gotta double check. Did you say actor at one point? Are you not an actor? That is one I am completely terrible at. That is not my talent. All the but other you... ones, absolutely. Okay, acting, okay, but you do, nope. but you do like acting. You're just saying you're not good at it, or you just don't do no. it in general. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't you touch get that it. From? I got it from Google. 
That's what huh. you Google. You asked to get. You know what I mean? I did, but it said one of the things said actor, and like yeah. I was like, oh, well, cool. on my Google it says lion tamer, but that's not true <laughs> either. That's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> I have seen you tame some lions. Yeah. Okay, I have a question just off the jump. Is the is um when you wh- why do you think it resonates with people so much to uh, hear? advice that they can relate to like what like what what is it that you think is the thing that really touches people the most with what you do yeah i think it's two things i think one um i'm a person that followed mainstream advice a lot of times and it didn't work out so i had to learn like why it wasn't working for my psychology right because the reality is there's a lot of advice out there that if you just take it as is it won't always work for you like one, one piece of advice that is really common these days is something along the lines of never be aggressive ever. And if you're a nice person, that's actually really terrible advice because it'll just turn you into a doormat. That's advice for people that are super aggressive, right? Gotcha. So there's a lot Ooh. of advice that you can pick up in the world that if it's meant for a psychology that's different than yours, you're going to struggle. So I think that's one reason. And then the other reason is... I think that we went through a time period where, you know, we had this expression, don't judge, man, right? And mm-hmm. it was it was just like like a common expression is like like let things be as they are. And I think we've come to a point where we realize that's a really really bad idea. <laughs> and I think what we want is we want harsh judgment without shame. And so that's mm. what I try to do is I try to make a call. I try to say I think it's supposed to be this way. But also, it's okay that we're not that way. It's okay that we haven't quite figured it out yet, right? So I, I, I think those are the two of the things that are resonating right now. And, you know, it's, it's hard to tell because it's the internet, but I, I think those matter. Do you find that because of um, what, it, what we've gone through in the past two and a half years of this sort of isolation, this sort of fear about COVID and misinformation and all that, do you find that people are more in need now more than ever of uh, sort of like a really uh, specific individual coaching and advice? I think so. Uh, I mean, we pressed pause on Earth, right? You know, that's yeah. that's pretty much what happened. And that had side effects that are unimaginable one of which is we destroyed all communities and a large portion of our learning doesn't come from the exact information that we soak up right we don't go to a textbook and soak up a piece of information and go okay i'm gonna go apply that to my life that's not how a lot of our life lessons come a lot of them come from the people we're surrounded by and we just stopped surrounding ourselves with people. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredibly it. dangerous. Yeah. Um, it, and uh, it's, it's one of those things where we don't know what risks we just took. And why do you say you say it's incredibly dangerous? Just for, you know, the audience, because we have a lot of young listeners. Why is that dangerous in your well, opinion? Because, because a lot of our life we go through it on autopilot. And that's managed by our relationships, right? So our relationships tend to keep us in line a lot of times for good mm. or bad, right? So like there could be a scenario where you're the talented kid and you got a, a group of five friends and because they're not as talented as you, they kind of keep you down, right? That's a negative version of it. But then there's all of these positive versions of it where 
you know, there's there's a couple of fundamental pillars that we need in our life, like work and relationships and, and health and, you know, uh, fitness, just just a couple uh, that we need very, very much. And the people that we're around tend to reinforce those things, right? So like if you're around other people that are exercising, you're going to exercise more. If you're around other people and you start, you know, talking crazy, if you will, right? You know, you start getting some negative loop in your head that's going to uh, make you feel really bad about the world. If you've got a b bunch of friends around you, they'll knock you out of it. They'll go, hey, hold on. Like, I don't know if the world's actually that bad. But if you don't aren't surrounded by that, then you won't have a chance to break out of your negative loops. You won't have a chance to spot when you're doing something dumb. And, uh, you know, other humans are the thing that make that possible. Okay. I know, Matt, you got somebody. I got no, it. no. Yeah. I, 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 hey, <laughs> I, I already know I got some questions. Yeah, so but you, I, got, if you got I, some questions. Hey, because I have uh, this is so the irony of what you're saying right now is the fact that the internet and the online community. That message not is that the same or is that like or how is that say dangerous or not dangerous or how is that you know how can that can that positively replace the community because I think people are going online for that same thing you're talking about but how is it different if you if, if you get what I'm saying yeah well I I think people plus the internet is great. <laughs> I, well I think that, well, that, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> and we'll move on from there. <laughs> I get you. I get you because, but you know, because like I say, the irony of it is, is like you're, you're a life coach that's online and you have a big community now and you're giving people advice and stuff like that. So like, that's an outlet that people have now, you know, the people that don't have yeah. anything, they're going to you. And what I'm saying is like, but you know, that some of those negative things you're talking about is also right there on the internet. How can one, how can a person, how can a young person who's trying to uh, figure out like what's their community or get the good advice or get the like you'd get influenced by uh, someone such as yourself on the internet but how can they differentiate between the good and the bad quote unquote I got you yeah so let's unpack this so one uh, the, the reason why I said what I said the you know I, th I think that people plus the internet is good is if you try to replace your at-home life with the internet, I think that's incredibly dangerous, right? If you, if you try to, you know, just outsource all of your social influences, educational influences to the internet, I think that's super dangerous because the real world still provides crazy amounts of feedback that you just can't get any other way. And I'm talking about experiential things like the senses, you know, taste, smell, touch. All of these things influence how we learn. So, uh, you, you know, the, the way that you react to somebody's body language when they're in the room with you, these these things really do shift the person who you are. So it, it's, it's really uh, critical to know that that matters. But on top of that, you know, the Internet does, I think, make it better. I, th I think the Internet helps, right? So people plus the Internet is really valuable. And... Uh, the there's something you you said of like like how does one sort through what's online and and find good influences how does one uh you know sort through and and you know benefit as opposed to you know get harmed by it well mm -hmm. i think 
I, I think a lot about this principle of, of learning, which is, it plays on a common piece, piece of advice. So the common piece of advice is question everything, right? Like that's the, you, you've heard that phrase, right? Yes. Uh, and there's a piece of wisdom in that, but then there's also this other thing, which is belief is one of the fastest ways to learn. And what I mean by that is if you put your faith in something, then you'll soak it up faster and you'll absorb it and you'll, you'll learn a skill and you'll move faster. Right? So I was a music teacher. If, if, if a student thought that I was amazing and just wanted to believe everything that I would say, they would progress faster than if they went, Hey, well, what, a, why are you telling me to do this? Why are you telling me to do that? Right? Because I was a good source of information for that th thing, uh, at that time for that kid. And so what I think we need to do is we need to learn how to put absolute faith in something for a momentary period of time in order to absorb it and then step away from it and question it. And if you do this, I believe that you can find amazing influences online. So what I mean by this is if you see somebody online that you think might be a good influence, take what they've said and just take it at face value and go, okay, this must be the way it is. I'm, I'm just going to integrate this as fast as I can, and now I'm going to go try to apply it unthinkingly in my own life as best I can. And then you want to stop and go, well, okay, did that work? <laughs> That's where the question everything comes in, is did the application of that knowledge help me, right? And if you do this over and over and over again, pretty quickly you start to get a feel for what is a good piece of information and what is a bad, what is a good influence and what is a bad. And you get two or three people online that you think are really good influences, you can start to look and figure out who they respect, right? And from there it gets easier and you can start to find your circle of influence online by uh, both this, this testing method of believe in something go apply it and then go ask yourself if it works and then find the trusted piece information source and then see who they trust. Yeah. But you know, you're saying that in a way that it sounds so easy, but what you <laughs> described to me is like how people get into cults, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it, I think that oh, uh, yeah. the, the step, the step that, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the step that people forget to do is the questioning part. You know, I mean, that's how, you know, I think what you've talked about, what you're talking about is like why people say necessarily like follow the Kardashians in the way that they follow them or follow like whatever, you know, social influence per influencer person, you know, the influencer part of it is just, they stop. I think young people stop at that. They just, go I love this I love this person this person's right I believe in everything and then they don't do the other part the of questioning it. part the questioning right? part yeah. I mean how do you, you guys you guys you guys we're, we're 15 minutes into this and already we're talking about cults is, is, is... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait 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 I want to know so how long does it normally take for people to start talking about cults when hour. talking to you it's at least an hour, hour. <laughs> like that's that's where it's supposed to come in uh see eric you're messing you're, up okay. bud come on eric i'm ahead of the game on you're, this you're ahead of the game maybe man. maybe because i'm older so i totally like i don't know how old you are how old, can we ask how old are you uh i'm 32 okay we'll see there you go yeah. so it's like uh this is crazy because matt just turned 25 that's why it's gen to gen that's why i'm Excellent. 50 
So that's why we like we have different perspectives on things. And it's yeah. like, you know, I grew up with I grew up without the Internet. You know, I grew yeah. I grew up with like it was newspapers and magazines. And and it was like, What's you know, a magazine, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like our 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 influence is different. So. You know, but 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 at the same time, though, I'm not saying that it's better because there was no way to question things in my generation. There was no way to question. So there was no yes. way like so if like if I watched, you know, Tom Brokaw on the news at a time, if the if the Channel 2 News said this is a thing that is true, I had to believe it because that was the only way to, uh, you know, hear about get information. So, yes. you know, so now I would say that the benefit of the Internet, because I don't want to be sound like an old crotchety old man, is that if somebody says something, I can go, OK, let me go fact check that right now. So you're saying you don't want to sound like an old crotchety man by fact checking them or you're saying you just kind of no, take saying it as fact, like you said I'm saying value. the fact that you can uh, what is what makes it valuable. This this information that we have right now, like I come from an era where we had to go to the library to to do a book report. Yeah, you know, we had to have encyclopedias. We had to have like like the process of researching was different from my generation, and so now you have this generation where everything is at their fingertips. So how would is that overwhelming? Like, so how how do you hone that in? That's the next question. Okay, so all right, so this this is great. I love this, and I I, I was laughing about the cults because it really does come up. So let's let's <laughs> let, let's talk about this because this this matters. So uh, one thing I want to point out, and this is going to matter in a second, is stuff works in cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Earlier I was talking about how there was this expression "don't judge," right? And now we're at a time where I think we need to make judgments. We need to make calls, right? Um, so <laughs> bear with me here. The dirty secret is that cults work. <laughs> But they're incredibly destructive. They okay, go there we south. Go. We're getting somewhere now, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched the documentary? I think it was called Wild Country on Netflix. Yes, yes. And and I, I watched their construction process. Yes. yes How yes. fast they did things! It was astonishing, right? Yes. So the thing about cults is is they grab a piece of the puzzle, but they don't have the full picture. Right. So they hack the system of belief and that's incredibly powerful. But belief without any awareness or intelligence or uh, critical thinking is incredibly dangerous and extremely Ooh. destructive. Right. Okay, can I can I step in right here and ask you yeah. a question within this? Because I love what you're saying right now. Yeah, because I actually 100 percent agree with you. It's like so. The, so I think the problem becomes in is like you had this process of a cult. The problem that comes in is when they now power corrupts. It, ha it happens mm -hmm. when we were talking about the people that are involved are now using this cult for personal gain, for profit, yes. as opposed to for uh, you know hel helping the society and the community at large. I mean, yes. so it starts like that with that idea, but then it turns into Nexium. You know what I mean? What's Nexium? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, you have to watch that documentary. It's just it's one of the worst. It's it's it, it might arguably be the worst cult in American history. You know, other than maybe other than like, you know, you know, except for the the end result, like Jim Jones and, and those kind of things. But like next scene was pretty bad. But, you know, when you hear how people got into it in this process of like, you know, self-help and, and getting better and, uh, you know, improving your community and not like, you know, not letting things get to you and getting the best out of you. But then if like if, if the person that is using these techniques is someone that's trying to do it for personal gain, then that's where it falls off the rails.
Yes. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So, so that's one end of the spectrum, right? If you just apply belief and, and you, you, it's just full on faith, you get destruction from this, this sort of uh, tunnel vision that happens, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the danger of that side of the spectrum. There's another side of the spectrum. So this is where the cycles thing comes in. So you were talking about how earlier, um, you know, sev several years back, we didn't have access to the information that we had today, right? So mm -hmm. we didn't have the ability to question as many things as we do today. And so we were going through a period where we really needed to question things and we didn't know how and we didn't have a way, right? And so now that is available. But what that means is that there was some lesson passed down, some advice passed down of, that was emphasized heavily Hey, kids, question everything, right? Because don't make the mistake of your father, right? Like this, these, these are things that happen generationally, right? So kids now know to question everything. And what they have trouble doing is believing, right? Mm. Because what happens is if you question everything, if you, if, you, if you don't question anything, you learn really fast. But you make stupid mistakes from, from uh, tunnel vision. If you question everything, you don't learn at all you learn really, really slow and you make the mistakes that come with somebody that's not willing to commit to things, with somebody that's, that's not willing to uh, take a stand, uh, uh, not willing to uh, you know, test the waters based on some belief that something just might pan out, right? They're not willing to take those types of risks. So, so have faith is an incredibly important piece of uh, advice and question everything is an incredibly important piece of advice. But if you do either one of those full on wholesale, you're, you're going to get extraordinary destruction. But if you balance them, they can be extremely helpful. So it sounds to me like you can apply that also to say like a relationship where it's like, you know, if you if it's time to think about like being in a relationship with someone, uh, do you want to be this person? Well, I have to question everything about this relationship or is like having faith in that relationship and like and making trying to make it work, like being all in. Like it's, it's faith a decision. Like if, if I'm saying I'm going to choose to have faith in this you know, in this person, in my significant, in my future significant other. You can say her name. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're staying on topic. We're not doing this. Um, Why do you think I brought this up? No, I know. I knew where you were driving the car. I knew the destination of this question. I knew it. I, so I took, I took the wheel. Take the reins, oh, baby. I took the wheel. Have, a, have faith and belief in this process. Go on. Um, so you're saying more or less like faith is a is 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 it more or less like a blind choice or is or does it come down to faith like you're choosing this faith based on questioning everything or can does does questioning come before faith does faith come before questioning you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a great question, and let's tie it to the word trust now that we're talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So what if you don't know that person enough and you're still trying to figure out whether you can trust them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a really popular saying that trust has to be earned. Yes. I like to push back on that one. Ooh. Ooh. Tell me why. I believe that trust is built. Ah. And but I would I would push back on that saying that, that that's a that's the, but I think some people I think 
when people say trust is earned, I think they mean the same thing, that you're building trust and that's how someone is earning it. Yes, but the, but mm. but the semantics are super important on this. Okay. One, right? Me. So if trust is earned, then I am up on a pedestal. You must earn my trust. And in order to do that, you must bring a set of things to me Got that you. I believe will make you worthy of my trust. And then I will engage in trust. This has wait, problems wait, say that again? for so many wait, reasons. Wait. That well, really, what, yeah. what he's talking, what he's saying is like, I totally get this. I mean, the, the semantics of it is important. And, and, you know, I've never thought about it like this. But it's like, if I say I'm earning your trust yeah. as a podcast host, I'm earning your trust. It means that like you're, I, I'm already putting you in a position like, that you're of like, you know, uh, like you're better than me or like, you know, or you're like on this higher plane and I'm trying to, you know, earn it from you there's as no, opposed to, there's as opposed to us building trust. Like together. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, it's so there's like already a power. To... There's already a different power dynamic when someone is trying to earn trust. You're saying from someone else because automatically. But sometimes in a relationship, yes, and... you are earning trust back when, like, say you cheat, and now oh, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, earn yeah. your trust. But it, do you stay even in that situation? It should be a building situation, for sure. So, okay, so yes, you're right. Power dynamic, and I'm all for power dynamics. There's a lot of good and healthy ones, but this creates an unhealthy power dynamic. This is, you have to bring me a bouquet of flowers this number of times before I'm willing to do X, right? Mm. That's what earn implies, is this structure. Here's what build implies. Build implies there's something there. I, I, I like you. There's, there's something, I, I've done my initial check, and, and there's something of interest here. Mm -hmm. Now, I am going to risk. I'm going to take a conscious risk, knowing that it could not work out, to give you the opportunity to be trustworthy. Now, what this does is it puts the other person up high. It's an act of leadership of saying, hey, look, I want you to be trustworthy. I think you can be trustworthy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity be, to be trustworthy. I encourage you to do so, and, and I believe that you will. And yeah, it's it's like yes, there's no power dynamic dynamic because you guys are kind of both putting yourself in that scenario of like, hey, I'm putting you in this this position of trust. So you know? it's and still I'm also a power putting myself dynamic. in that. Oh, it's wait. still but a power dynamic, but it's an empowering us? power dynamic. Yeah, uh, you empower someone to be trustworthy, and you're gonna be trustworthy and. It's not yeah, based like on this end thing of like, like you said, if you give me X amount of bouquet, we will get Y. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. And so to tie this back to learning, right? When I said like put absolute faith in uh, information source or something and then integrate it and then step away and question it. That's what this is, is okay. This, I don't know, this martial arts instructor seems like he knows what he's talking about. I'm just going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to do what he tells me to do for X number of weeks. And then at the end of those X number of weeks, I'm going to look at and see if I've improved. So temp temporary absolute faith and then temporary step away to question. Mm. And you, you run in cycles like this and you can learn. 
it creates a feedback loop. It's, it's almost like the scientific method, right? Scientific method, make an assumption, test it, check it, right? You know, you like, mm -hmm. I think something, okay, let me try something, you know, I'm going to try something under the premise that this is true, right? That That's how you do it in the scientific method, method is I am going to act as if this theory is true and see what mm -hmm. happens. And then when you step away, then you can question it. And that's when you question everything. And you can do this within the relationships as well, where you, you, you know, you make a, a pact with somebody and you, you say, all right, I like you for other persons. Like I like you too. Cool. Okay. We've got that covered. So I'm going to act as though you are trustworthy on these points. I think you can be trustworthy on these points. I'm going to put faith in you this way. Now, mm. uh, imagine if somebody did that to you. Like, how would you feel? You'd probably feel kind of like you want to stick your chest out in the air a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I, now I they're, be like you said, it's, yeah, you're putting that on you or they're putting that on you now. Yeah, yeah. And what that does is it, it makes them more capable. And when you say, all right, you're going to have to earn this, it actually it makes you shrink. It makes you go, ah, oh, well, maybe I can't. It puts you in scarcity, right? Yeah. So it's really important to, to, to switch it, to, to, to use this, this method, methodology of, of faith and then questioning afterwards um, uh, or, or checking afterwards, you could say. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting it, in relationships and it's in learning and in so many other places. Wow, there you go. Now I'm now I'm learning. I I definitely need that. I needed that one for sure. <laughs> You're already married. You're chilling for now. Yeah, yeah but we are, we Matt and I have a lot of conversations after the podcast about his love life. So yeah, that's what it is. There's always a power you're, you're, do, you're doing that though. But that what he's talking about is uh, actually very similar. So it's like yeah, no, it's just, it's beyond fitting for my yeah, life yeah, right yeah. now. So yeah, I'm just perfect. like I love it. I'm glad this is a public conversation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, maybe it isn't the I... TikTok algorithm that's getting the right stuff to you. <laughs> you know, it's it's just I'm I'm learning, man. The universe is is giving me, I guess, what I need to hear. You know, um, you know, it's funny. Earlier, you you were we were talking about, you know, with the pandemic and how we kind of have like, oh, whoever your friends are, you know, I'll tell you who you are type, you know, conversation. And how when that got taken away from us, like that physical touch, all that these different types of things and how you're saying now that's dangerous. You know, for me, even prior to the pandemic and even after the pandemic, even though we're still in it, you know, there's obviously levels to it. I think that I have a big issue of isolating myself. And so when everyone, someone would be like, oh, who have you been hanging around? Who have you been? Will you, you are everywhere. Will you stop? Um, um, you know, it, it has me in this moment of like, I don't even know who I am because I'm not really around many people much. I'm not around en enough people consistently. And I think and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head by saying that it just it's dangerous to, to be doing that. So even, you know, when we are starting able to hang out with other people again and, and all this stuff and it's not as, you know, intense, do you think that that's important to really be around other people? You know, as opposed to just getting all your information online, getting all the advice online, getting getting this social um, cup filled of ours online, because I'm a big gamer, for instance. And there's moments where I'm like, I don't need to hang out with a lot of my friends. I just can play video games with them, even though they're 20 minutes down the road. And I and I thought that that was OK, because I am still socializing. I, I would always use that word socializing. I'm socializing online. That's why I love video games. Bada bing, bada boom. But. It, with what you were saying kind of wakes me up to the simple idea that like that's not socializing 
and it's not because it, it, it still doesn't hit those boxes of that human to human connection, you know? And, and I think that, I think that plays a role into why. Yeah, so I how am. important is the human connection? Yeah, that's, I guess that's, I guess that's a, thank you. Okay. Appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Forgive him, he's 25. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, look I, the internet is amazing and you should use it. Mm-hmm. Also, if you socialize online, you'll never find yourself on your back on the floor at 2 a.m. in the morning talking about the meaning of life with your buddy. Mm, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right? That's There's not only a happen. certain level of depth that, that can come with social yeah. media is what and, you're saying. And, and, and I'm not saying you don't have deep conversations on the internet. You do. But like we 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 still have physical bodies, yeah. and and those what we experience in that body matters, right? Like mm-hmm. the you know I I go to a friend's house once a week, and uh, he's introducing me to Elden Ring. Uh, I'm I'm not much of a gamer, but oh my god, that thing is quite a world. And mm-hmm. uh, you know we've we've been playing it once a week. But then afterwards, you know, we, we go out on the front, port, front porch and he smokes a cigarette and we just chat about life, right? And because it's in person, it's different. And you get different experiences and you say different things and you notice body language and you learn I was just going to ask you, like, how important is nonverbal body communication? Yeah. Like, like my therapist, it's, it's, it's funny that my therapist was, talks about this. Like I do a lot of Zoom, you know, and he very much said it's important to come in because even for for the therapist, they need to see, oh, you're physically uncomfortable about what you're talking about right now, or you're, uh, you know, yeah, you know how your posture is, and like, you know, how I'm a comic, so when I look out at the crowd, I'm very much into people's body language. You know, I can I, yeah. you know, I can look at someone and be like, that person's not into the show, or something's going on with this person, and you become sort of like an empath in that way when you're when you're around people like that. So, how important is that in communication? Oh, not very. It's only like ninety percent. Not not that's small. It matters so much. Like like you're 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 the experienced one in the room. Uh, how many times have you intellectually told your wife that you would like to make love, and that's worked out well? Yeah. <laughs> Intellectual does that mean like verbally? You know, then like yeah, just like I'm going to logically say I yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that <laughs> I believe that it would be excellent for us to make love this evening. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like some like mathematical conclusion. It's like, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't gonna work, right? Well he That's, is literal Larry. He is you know he, It whatever. don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> The, the probably the reason why he's literal Larry is because he can physically own the literalness, right? Yeah. Like that probably because he embraces it, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's the body language matters so so much. I mean, the past year, most of my physical training has been around working on my posture, because I know what posture communicates, mm-hmm. and like just that one thing, it's worth a couple years. Like wow. it could, it could make you a million dollars. What your posture is, it, it matters That's so much, true. and you know, it it changes your friendships. It changes your conversations. Literally, if you ch- like, try this experiment. Go to the grocery store and hunch your shoulders. Just hunch your shoulders, lower your head a little bit, tuck your chest in, 
and push that shopping cart and then look at every person that you walk by and see how many make eye contact with you and then go to the grocery store again and roll your shoulders back lift your chest up in the air and look people straight in the eye and see what happens and you'll notice that you get maybe 60 percent more looks and the looks that you get when you're shrunken they won't be good looks (laughs) (laughs) they'll be bad looks Mm -hmm. and the looks that 60 percent that you get when you're upright they'll be good looks they'll be smiles they'll be indications of interest they'll just be acceptance more people will get out of your way at the grocery store they'll go oh excuse me yeah that's that's interesting i've actually noticed that whenever i'm in like I just left the gym. I'm feeling confident. I got to pick up some stuff at the grocery store before I go home. I'm like, I'm on cloud nine right now. Everything's great. And I'm just like, I got to get this bread. I got to get these eggs. People are like, yeah, no, go, man, go. But if I'm just like all lackadaisical, just going through the kind of the motions, like I'm, I'm the first one to be like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like I like, yeah. Wow. That was, that's crazy. So it's, so it's a lot of the the micro or more macro things that, that people aren't fixating on. You're pretty much saying like even as simple as your posture. And, and I think that ties into another thing you were saying the other day on on a piece of content, you were mentioning how breath work is such a massive thing that you wish they taught in school because how breath work can get you out of so many scenarios or get you into good scenarios or whatever it may be of just like, understanding your anger your emotions it helps with your mental health your 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 just physical health in general everything you know and so it's it's these little one percent things of just like better posture understanding breath work all these things kind of tie into that confidence which breeds you know better things in life guys drugs are so expensive and oxygen is free (laughs) i mean i mean really and like you can literally (laughs) You can get yourself high from oxygen and you're using all these drugs to do it, you know? Um, So breath work, breath work is one of the lowest cost vehicles, the lowest cost and most accessible vehicles for uh, processing emotional difficulty that exists. That's, that's what, what a sentence. Meditation breaths. I'm all about meditation breaths. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. and in and for four, out for six. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, and and if you just learn a couple and start practicing them, you can start to notice what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And most of us discount back breath work because we don't have a lot of awareness to begin with, and any practice like that when you first start it isn't going to be very impactful. It's going to be impactful after you've gotten good at it, right? Because that's how skills work. And breath work is a skill. It's not a, it's not a pill, right? So, so you have to develop the skill. So if, if you try breath work thinking, oh, well, it's going to calm me down like an antidepressant will. Well, no, it's not. Because with a drug, it's, it's like, here's the pill. Here's the chemical. It's interacting with your system. Bam, done. With, with breath work, it's, it's your entire psychology is engaged in it. Your entire body is engaged with it. And every aspect of how you breathe changes the things that you feel, right? 
But if you can, if you can just take on a couple of the exercises, you just Google them like Wim Hof's op, awesome, Stan Groff. I was going to say Wim Hof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holotropic breath work, super awesome. Uh, I mean, holotropic breath work was designed to replace LSD treatments when LSD was made illegal. You know, it's it's not light stuff. It's powerful, um, but you have to learn it. It takes a while to learn it, mm-hmm. and and you can learn these things and then they can always be available to you. You know, you can get stressed at the airport and then moderate your breathing and be less stressed. You can have a job interview and be terrified and then change your breathing and you can still be terrified, but you can deal with it. <laughs> you can still be terrified, but just a little bit less terrified. Exactly. You know, on a smaller um, scale of yeah. this, I, this I, it's funny you're talking about this because last night, you know, I, I stream, I game stream. You know, mm. and I was like, somebody in the chat said to me, I don't know why people play this game because it, it, it seems like you would get a heart attack. And I was thinking about it as I'm playing Warzone, you know, and you're getting frustrated because all these sweaty players. Yeah, and, this yeah. kind of and I go, and I thought to myself as I'm reading this person's comment, and I thought, you know what? You're so right. Yeah. Like, in that moment, and I was like, and I took some breaths, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me take some meditation breaths yeah. before I play the next game. And sure enough, though, I played better than you played, bro. I be getting anxiety on like video <laughs> games, like, I, like, because then you get in this cycle of just keep going out and dying or keep going out and dying. So just taking a deep breath and, and yeah. taking it back. So oh, it's, I, it, uh, I mean, I have, a, I had a client that was a competitive gamer. Yeah, oh, uh, wow. he was a pro, and and that's one of the main things I worked him through was breath work. Yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, I, I was like, okay, let's break down like, like, wh- what is your day like? What is your training routine like? And like this guy was good, and like he had a series of trainings that he did. You know, it's like I'm I'm doing target practice now, and I'm doing this, I'm doing agility training, right? All this stuff, and and it's like okay, so like you do the this many things before you even start a competition. He's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, you are in no place to do a competition. You're tight. You're stressed, right? Yeah. You just, you just spent an hour trying to, you know, pinpoint something. Perfect these these yeah. things that you need to now compete in at a full capacity. Yeah. So we worked on figuring out how to step away from the game to do breath work temporarily and then step back in and then play in that state. And then, okay, how once you get that down, how can you play the game in such a way that there's – even cues to moderate your breathing like like mm, you know like wow this load screen that load screen means you have to change your breathing this this uh you know this, this strategy <laughs> it requires you to change your breathing you know and you can build it in and i mean this is this is what anybody would do at the olympics right this is what anybody would do at competitive level store that's what i was actually about to ask him like i feel like actual olympians who are who are yeah. in these physical sports or these like really physically enduring trainings, all it's very um, what's it called? Uh, it's obviously tough for them. They're on national television, all these things. There's obviously levels to this type of stress. So it's funny you bring them up because I was about to say I was like, I feel like that's done across a lot of different sports. You know, just yeah, the world. online, yeah, online gaming is just new, and yeah, soon enough you won't even be able to win without doing stuff like this. Like, yeah, because it'll get so competitive because people will do it. And they'll beat you. <laughs> so then let me ask you this. Well, kind of like a full circle question when we were talking about questioning and faith and all this stuff. Now, let's say I'm someone who's watching this podcast. I'm a 20 year old and and I've been having a lot of issues with stress and I don't know how to even start breath work because I'm like, 
you know, I'm, maybe I'm one of those people who's like, I can't even start meditation because I can't focus or I can't do this. And like, I've gone through that exact issue before. So if I'm now sitting down to try this breath work, I've Googled it. I've done my research. I now know, okay, in for four, out for six, I do it again this many times. Like if do I go into that with this blind faith that it will work? Because like you said, it's a skill that you're not going to master right away. It's not a pill either that you can just take the chemicals will interact with your body and then bada bing, bada boom, you know, you're healed. So is, does that, is that applicable to this situation where I'm going into it? I need to have this faith. And then do I question it later and how it's working or am I, you know what I'm saying? How does, would that be applicable to, to this is what I'm getting at. A hundred percent. If I, I like this theory, which is, if you have something that is low risk, with a high possible return, you should take as many of those risks as possible. And, you know, breath work is pretty low risk. I mean, don't do it in your car. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> don't do it while swimming. Yeah. Um, but but beyond that, yeah. uh, you know, it, like it's pretty low risk, which means. If there's any shit chance that it works, you know, you should absolutely give it the hardest shot you can. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like you can start with video tutorials, stuff like that, um, and just, you know, see where it takes you. It's it's uh, it's it's an exploratory process and you have to learn to explore. Mm hmm. Well, listen, man, um, we don't want to take up too much more of your time because I feel yeah. like we could talk for another three hours and, you know, and it's yeah, like we didn't even get into a lot of the questions I have for you. So yeah, it's fine. It's better to have an organic conversation. I know. Like that's why did. I was like, I was just sitting back a lot of times. So just like yeah. taking it all in. You so know? tell us where we can find you. Uh, so uh, people can uh, we're going to have all the stuff in the description, but mm -hmm. I just, you know, from your own mouth. Yeah. So across social media, I'm Josh Terry plays. Um, and then the, the main focus right now is go, you can go to my website, practiceofpurpose.com. And there we're focusing in on the fundamentals of forward motion, which is uh, the, the same principles that are in learning theory as the same that are in cognitive behavioral therapy, as the same that are in self-development. It's all about learning how to take a small step forward and learning how to do that in an effective manner that makes you better and sets you on a positive trajectory. And that, that's what I focus on. Um, and yeah, you can find me there. You can, uh, there's, there's a, a membership or you can uh, work with me in groups, one-on-one -on -one coaching, got it all. Um, I'd love to have you. Well, man, this has been cool. great. Give me a lot to think about. And, <laughs> Same you know here. What I and, mean? and also, we'd love to have you back, you know, whenever you get some time, because I, like I said, I, I think that this is very beneficial to not only the, the people who are watching, you know, but um, to Eric and I as well, because it's, it's people can relate, whether it's my age or Eric's age or your age, you know, we're all three different generations, 20s, 30s, 50s, you know, and I think that can play a big role in a lot of different people's lives. So before you go, I do have one main question that I wanted to ask you um, that I struggle with a lot. And and I, I remember seeing one of your videos, and I think this was one of the first videos I actually saw of yours, which really got me you know, wanting to check out more of your content. And it's on procrastination, because that could even tie into someone being like, hey, I know I want to better myself. I know I should also even go on practiceofpurpose.com to check this out, but I'm procrastinating in this, or I, I'm procrastinating to want to learn, to want to grow, to want to progress forward in my life. So how, what would you say for people who have issues with procrastinating, even though they understand they're doing, like a, 
aware, like being aware of their procrastination, you know, and but they're still making that choice to procrastinate. Yeah, I think uh, some of the main reasons why we procrastinate are one, we don't see it in the right context, the task, we don't see it in the right context. Uh, two, we don't know how to do it. And we're lying to ourselves. <laughs> uh, or, or three, it just looks too hard, right? Which is actually the first one. So uh, the, the first one is the main one is seeing it out of context. So it's really common for somebody to say something like, oh, I should just go talk to that girl. Okay, let's break that sentence down. It has the word just in it, which implies that the most terrifying thing that this guy can do <laughs> is just talk to this girl. <laughs> walk up to the ultimate feminine judgment, the thing that, you know, like his, all, all of his self-worth is, is wrapped up in. He should just go do that. <laughs> That's so funny. It could be broken down into one word. Just. I should just go talk to her. Yeah, like. Yeah, it, wow. it belittles the task, right? Mm. And somebody that is belittling a task that's immense is not going to do it because they're going to they're going to do a little bit of mental math and they're going to go okay well if it's a just then i should just put a small amount of energy into making myself do this when in reality maybe that's an incredibly difficult thing for them because they're feeling shy or the girl's particularly cute right so they they feel an excess of terror right so they feel an excess of terror and a uh, whatever the opposite of excess is uh, 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 a deficiency of motivation, right? Mm -hmm. So these are uh, uh, mismatched. So they ha they have to do one of two things. One, they either have to see it for what it is as a difficult thing, and up the level of motivation to say, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this really hard thing, and I'm not going to just go do it. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm not going to like 10% it. I'm going to 100% it, you know? Yeah. Or they need to see the task in context, understand how hard it is, all of that part's the same, and break it down into a smaller thing where it's like, I'm going to walk by her and make eye contact. You know, that's a smaller piece, right? Taking a smaller bite out of the burger. <laughs> exactly. You know? Either one of those gets you places. And this mm. is the same thing with your college essay, right? Is you're, you're, you're like, man, I really need to do this essay and I just need to get it done. Right? Yeah. I just need to get it done. I just need to get it done. That word just is, is yeah. reappearing again. Yeah, it's, it's only like, you know, a 12 page research paper and it's three quarters of a grade. Like that's all, you know, like <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's just is that. that all? Is that <laughs> all? Yeah. yeah, you just need to get it done. Mm -hmm. So you either need to realize, oh my God, that's three quarters of my grade. It's a really big deal. I'm going to have to work really hard on it. So I'm going to, you know, just bust my butt and get it done. Mm -hmm. Or you need to look at it and go, oh, this is really hard, which means I need to give myself a realistic task here. Okay. Yeah. Can I write the first sentence? Right. And I think it's a balance of these two styles of motivation. And you'll see these in different places. Uh, the, the small steps that I'm talking about, that's cognitive, <clears throat> that's cognitive behavioral therapy. The, the putting a ton of uh, energy into it and pushing yourself really hard, that's motivational speeches and self-development, right? That's, that's the secret. Just believe, right? They both work. They're both important. But you need to understand the techniques. You need to understand that they are techniques and where and when to apply them. 
So if you're struggling with procrastination, you need to ask yourself, like, what is the thing that's actually slowing me down? And one of the biggest ones is, is just seeing it out of context. Yeah, just taking it for like just looking, taking a step back and and kind of reverse engineering it as opposed to thinking about how hard the tasks are and all these things, just kind of seeing it from a different perspective almost. Yeah. Yeah, I uh when when I was younger, I really struggled with debt because I wanted to be a rock star who could pay off the whole thing with one check. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted to pay it off. Just just yeah. pay it off. Yeah. And wait wait until my big break. Yeah. Right. But then eventually I learned, you know, oh, I have to take small steps. Yeah. And I took those small steps and I got debt free. And there you go. like it, 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 it takes it takes understanding how you need to break down a task for the task at hand. Mm, yeah. You're just, when you break it down into smaller steps, instead of looking at this huge burger you're kind of like cutting up into little pieces like okay i can take off this little piece at a time and this next bite might be a little bit bigger so i'm aware that it's going to be a little bit bigger but you're kind of like breaking it down for lack of better terms well i mean also yes. just like understanding exactly what this task entails yeah you know? and it's kind yes. of like if someone says to like if someone says you know uh how do i be a big social influencer yeah it can't just be well, just post just post oh i hate that <laughs> you just gotta throw everything out there just post uh, like yeah. don't try to make content just be the content and i'm like mm -hmm. what is people like if they're well versed in social media stuff they might understand kind of what that would mean but someone who's never posted before is like so I take videos of me making cereal in the morning. What do you mean? Just be yeah. the content. Well, I think also uh, sometimes people just don't understand like the, the all that it takes to do something. You know, it's like people ask me like, hey, how do you become a stand up comedian? And so once I hear that question, I don't even want to answer it. You know, it's just like because you don't want competition. I know. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, no, just post. Just post will teach you to just post. Yeah. And Anything. that's a really important lesson if you need yeah. to learn that lesson. But it won't yeah. make you into, you know, the big yeah. social media influencer or whatever the thing that you were doing. So, yeah, it's seen in context. Maybe this this would be an interesting uh, th thing to close it on would be uh, one of my favorite uh, job offers I've ever seen. Um, so this this was a couple hundred years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't applying. Uh, somebody... Uh, posted in something like the London Times or like one of the classic old London newspapers. Something along the lines of this. Need brave, strong souls for perilous journey. This guy was, well, he wanted to go to, I believe, the North Pole for the first time. I think he wanted to be the first person in the North, North Pole. Need brave, perilous, uh, need, need brave souls for perilous journey. Uh, uh, journey will include cold hunger starvation uh, uh possibly loss of limb <laughs> oh my uh, God. there will be much suffering but great glory awaits to those who return uh. apply here <laughs> apply here that simple jeez he had more applicants than he knew what to do with yeah. wow because what people That's are crazy. people are willing to take on a task when they know what it is. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to him being like, it's a fun journey. Nothing's gonna be. People are like, all right, what's the catch twenty two? Like something. There has to be some form of, um, how do you say, like difficulty to this. 
Well, that's yes. why it's important to put on your online profile. You know, I am high maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I will spend all your money. <laughs> so people know what they're getting I into. need all your attention. <laughs> At all times. Um, so so there was a lot of – that was the – he had more applicants than what he knew what to do with? Yes. And and just – yeah, the, the, the conclusion from that is if you know what's in front of you, it's highly likely that you can handle it. Or mm. at least that you can create a scenario where you could. Where right? you could, yeah. You know, well, you can break you, the task anything, down, for you, example. At least if anything, you think you can. Yeah, because, which is yes. faith still in itself. Well, but but also what he's, I think what I'm hearing from this is if you if I'm telling you, here's the 10 things that, are, that could happen and what you're going to have to do to do this. Now, I can hear all that and be like, oh, I think I can do that because now I know what it entails. As opposed to just being like, you know, hey, we're going to go to the North Pole. You know, and you'd be like, okay, well, what is that? What? Because you're gonna naturally ask, well, how are we gonna get to the North Pole? <laughs> is it dangerous? Do we have food? Is there <laughs> yeah, water? Right, right. What's the sleep schedule looking like? Where yeah. are we sleeping? Yeah, but if you already have all these answers, give yes. it to you. People don't mind suffering; they mind suffering that they are not sure whether or not it shouldn't be there. Mm. They mind suffering wow. that is possibly avoidable they mind oh okay okay so if they're already going with the mindset knowing they're going to be suffering they're like this is what i signed up for exactly you know and wow okay. well that's something to think about i think we all should uh you know <laughs> it's just like yeah I, I know our audience you know what i mean they're, they're gonna be this is a lot for them <laughs> bro this was a lot for me i'm sitting there and there's moments yeah, this is what you i'm guys, saying <laughs> bro i'm sitting here you guys are like going back and forth i'm like I'm still three sentences back. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are on this part, and I'm still on this part. And I'm like, wait, I'm still trying to fathom what you just said there. And Eric's like, I see, I love that. And to go <laughs> off of that, I'm going to talk about this. I'm like, wait, no, but let's go back and see what you just said. So I'm actually going to be replaying this for my own self. So, but, um, but yeah, I think that I think that's a great great part to end on, Josh. Thank you so 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 much for yeah. jumping. And on. I might be hitting you up to be on my other my <laughs> podcast, Riffin with Griffin. Like a much more, uh, you know, that it, I think my audience is like, you know, could maybe retain it. A yeah, they're a little, they're a little older, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, I. But anyway, I, I think that it's important to get into discussions and like in the midst of the discussion, ask the questions because I'm doing what you said is like I'm having faith in your expertise and I want to, you know, keep going and like learn more and be like like get your thoughts on this and then take this and now I could be like, huh? Because I'm gonna be applying what what you talked about, what I took away from this, mm -hmm. I'm applying the, about trust being built instead of being earned. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, uh, yeah. we appreciate you being on the podcast, man, for sure. Yeah, and Josh I hope, Terry, everyone, yeah, all this stuff will yeah. be in the description. Check out all his stuff. And, practices uh, of purpose. Is it practice of purpose or practices of purpose.com? Practice of purpose.com. Practice of, I have it in my phone. Ooh, the practice of purpose. Practice. I like that, by the way. I really like that. Yeah. Practice of purpose.com. Everyone be sure to check him out. Thank you so much again, Josh. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, everyone, everyone uh, be sure to give this a big th uh, thumbs up, like all that stuff, subscription and share, yeah. share. Yeah. Thank and you guys so much for watching. And thank you. Thank you. Thank Josh. you so much for having me. All right. Yeah. All right. Later, everyone. And that was Josh Terry, everyone. Yeah, wow. That was a lot. I, dude, I feel like I opened up a fridge of, like, information, and I didn't know which piece of, like, like I was – I don't know if I wanted to make a sandwich. I don't know if I wanted to grab the milk to make cereal. I don't – 
that was the best way I can really describe it. There was just so much food in my fridge. I didn't know which one. Like, bro, well, my brain is still like. I know. So I hope everybody's fridge is full and go in there and start making stuff. But we want, you know, this has been a long one. So thanks for watching. Yeah. This has been Jen to Jen. Make sure you follow, subscribe, share. Go check out Josh Terry. Yeah, please. And I am Eric Griffin. And I am Matthew Espinosa. And you have watched another episode of Jen to Jen. See you next week. Bye-bye.